Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And I'm Swizz. And uh, thank you for joining us. It is another edition. Chris is back. He's going to be taking their feature show on the whole Ginovan and Duck Duck Goose scenario. Swizz, <laughs> thank you for joining us again. You are a stabled creature on this show. Also, Swizz just reminds me, shout out to splashvodka.com.au. Swizz has got one on hand. Chris is just admiring the luxury goods right here at this current point in time. Splash.com.au. Support them. They support us. Super, super delicious low-calorie treats. Speaking of sponsors, also today is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the ultimate um, men's – what is it? The ultimate men's tool. Below the waist grooming. Below the waist grooming. So pretty much. (laughs) Sorry, I've got all my stuff mixed up. I've got um, way too much stuff going on here. So downstairs mix up. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, So (laughs) support for Supercoach Insider is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are uh, precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is what we received first of all. It's the ultimate hygiene bundle. Over 6 million men worldwide trust in Manscaped. Still continuing this promo code, SC Insider 100. You can get 20% off and free shipping. So what we received initially in our package here, guys, is the we got the Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, it's got, uh, what is it? It's It's got a 4,000K LED spotlight, so you can actually see the bits that you're sort of trying to trim up. And uh, what do we get? A weed whacker, the crop preserver, some ball deodorant, a magic mat, so that way you can actually trim it and catch it as well plus also the boxes and a travel bag so that was what they loaded up with the first time we've seen all that on the previous videos we might have to whack it out again for you and the products um and the other thing we've received as well just recently was the ultimate um ultra premium collection so we spoke about that maybe two weeks ago uh we got the it was at the two-in-one shampoo conditioner the body wash the deodorant the hydrating body spray the lip balm that was additional um, down to $69.99 was $111.95 plus the promo code goes on top of that, including free shipping. So, uh, I use, I'm using the ultra premium collection every day at the moment, guys, I've got it upstairs. I've got the deodorant at work. How are you finding the products? Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm smashing the deodorant, um, and the body wash, uh, to be honest. Um, and the lip balm. I don't mind a good yeah. lip balm. <laughs> well, you got a three pack, right? It's a bit minty. Yeah. I'm like, well, I've got to get through this now. <laughs> Um, uh, the other day I got asked if I did a lip, I had a lip job. So I, I think it's working. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't, don't tell me someone asked in the toilets, mate. <laughs> and I obviously, um, uh, do, I, I do use the, the plow, which is the, um, the safety razor as well. Um, but I, I don't generally use it all the time. So when I'm going out, um, so my, my shaver, I've got an electric shaver only goes so close, right? So it, it, that, that's the thing with you know, electric shavers is that you need, can never get really a close shave. Um, hello, uh, but after um, after that, I'll then go over it with the with the safety razor, and then it's just it's like perfect. So it's really really nice. I think it's actually really well weighted too. Go to bed, Charlotte. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charlotte, go to bed. <laughs> Classic. And if and Charlotte, if you're listening, you heard the, you heard the lady. It's past your bedtime. Get to fucking bed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, loving it. What about you, Swiss? Yeah, mate. No, the products are great, as you said, especially the um, 
was it the body wash and shampoo conditioner set up there so yeah mate i've rec- recommended them all i know a few of the boys have told me that yeah they've purchased that and i'm hoping a few of the parkfield boys get in and uh should make it we celebrations in our showers after wins this year could be uh could be interesting (laughs) well here's the thing the the performance package 4.0 right you you kind of like i use the the you know the deodorant and the the toner sort of a little bit more frequently than the clippers because the clippers is sort of a here and there sort of thing as needed right whereas the ultra premium collection i'm kind of using that daily at the moment which is probably why i'm sort of talking about a little more because i'm actually getting general use out of it uh, every day so um yeah, so if you need to, SC Insider 100, that's the code. Go to manscaped.com, 20% off and shipping. Stuart Davidson, that's for you. I've got to send you a link. I was talking about it. He goes, give me a link. And I said, mate, it's all over our fucking social media. So why don't you just, <laughs> don't you just look it up or actually watch and tune in like you should be. And um, that's us for our promos, guys. Now, speaking of socials, SC Insider 100, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. You know where to get us. You know we're everywhere. YouTube, TikTok. Facebook, you name it, SC Insider 100. Find us, get amongst it. Now, Chris, landing this plane quickly, this is your time to shine because <laughs> every time I told everyone last week on the Swizz and Ben show, the BNS show, the bullshit show, that um, every time you talk about Ginovan, I just put up a little I'll allow it gif and I just keep, <laughs> and I keep peppering I keep peppering it with you. Uh, I put it in a group chat. I, I feel follow like it up it's on like Twitter. The, jelly, the, the jelly gif from last year. It kind of is because you, you always rant and it's kind of like to the to the wrong person because I am not a fan. So I'm like, I'll allow it. So he got his head ripped off. I'll allow it. Your turn to shine, Chris. Why are you so upset? Uh, oh, look, it's still the same thing. Like if that's anybody else that's got tackled there, it, that's a free kick any day of the week. So the, the, the problem that I find is that Obviously, and I'm not saying that he doesn't necessarily play for feet kicks at times, and, and that's part of his action, his natural action that he does. My my issue is the fact that at no point, especially specifically with this one, at no point did Redman adjust his tackle technique. He went high from the get-go. So that's the problem. If you're already going high, then what? where's the win? There's at some point there has to be a onus on the actual tackler to make an effective tackle. So if they were going to go high regardless and yeah, he he's getting hit, like that's what it first contact, like on the, on the neck head, like not even shoulder or bicep. I, I get like you hit the shoulder or bicep and then, you know, and he goes and he goes up and then that wraps around like hundred percent. That's not a free kick in my opinion. But if the swinging arm comes in and collects him over the top, I don't like, I don't know how you can defend that. It doesn't make any sense to me because it was going to be high regardless of what he did. Does that make sense? Can I? Oh, I'll can reply I, to that. <laughs> oh, can I reply first, Wiz? Because I've, Go I've, I've, I've been writing notes as he was talking yeah. as a true debater. <laughs> now you say, Chris, you say natural action. Mm. Wrong. It's yes. a trained. It's a trained fucking action. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's now, not natural. It, no, now it is. It's exactly autonomous right. because he's a piece of shit. That's why it's <laughs> autonomous. Right. That is why it's autonomous because he kept so getting rewarded. It's like he comes fifth place on every single race and keeps getting a medal. So he keeps fucking running. He's shit. Eight. Right. It's like it's on repeat. On repeat. Sorry, I'm sorry. Where's the adjudicator? Can you please control this witness? Now, the second part, right? So now the AFL's already cleared. That first contact they said wasn't a free kick. However, Redmond kind of gave Which it. Which is bullshit. I, I, and I did. A, well, I agree that it was a free kick because of the extra after. He kind of already had him high, so he goes, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to drag, the drag you back over. over. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to drag you back over me by your neck, and that was a free kick to me. Now, 
I do agree, right? So probably could have been played a free kick. But when you're looking at the umpires, they see, yes, I know if you step and you try and evade. I don't think he really tried to evade. I think he just tried to get low, got high. He also lifted his arm at the exact same time. So whether the arm actually contributed to it, I think Redmond already had him probably high. But the umpire sees, right, Ginevan lift his arm and drop his hips. Well, if you see on that for the first time, like usually, like, if again, this is all slow motion because, yeah, bullshit. Like, so this is part of my argument, by the way. Is that in slow motion, you can kind of go, oh, yeah, he kind of dropped his knees. But at full speed, you can't see that. And I would love to know what what I've all the replays that I've seen, I can't actually identify where the umpire is. So, like, because if he's from behind Redmond, there's no way he would have been able to see that. They're so everywhere. then he's just guessing, right? So if he's just guessing that, that he's dropped his knees because he's Jack Ginevan, not um, Dylan Grimes, because, you know, obviously, you know, t- you know, chalk and cheese. Well, they did so, say Grimes. Uh, so I, Grimes I, into this argument, mate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. was, come on. That was an actual duck. Like, he legitimately ducked and still got the free kick. So my hey, argument hey, hey, is hey, that hey. there's certain What's actions that you're allowed to do yeah. but still get the high contact. So you're allowed to balk which is an evasive maneuver. And if you get high contact, so a balk to me, a lot of the time you drop your body weight to accelerate out of it. When you do that, you can get caught high and it's a free kick, but you can't do it in other situations. So the AFL have these like sort of, they just pick and choose where they want to apply their rules. It's just ridiculous. I will agree with that one, Chris, because their summary of it going, the first contact wasn't a free kick, but the second contact or because he continued the high contact. Then it became a free kick. Like they, like, I don't they know fence, if he actually they, did. They they fence it so much AFL oh, this yeah. decision. They're like, oh, we'll have a bob each way here, and that like it, think, it was either. Now I think a hundred percent it was a free kick, and that it should have been no problems with that at all. The problem is it's the whole society view of once you're something, you're always something. Like Jennifer, yeah. once a ducker, always a duck. Well. I absolutely agree with you. And and that's how they apply. And we look at it for anything. Like you, you have it like soccer players who dive, you dive. Have people who yep. make, you know, or Joel you, can go, you, you <laughs> can go into like the cancel culture sort of stuff. Oh, somebody made a comment about something 10 years ago that that's that person for the rest of their life. Like, and yep. that's what the people view Ginevan or, or it even buddy, like cricket people, you know, walking or not walking and shit like that. So unfortunately it's the boy that cries wolf and he's going to cop it for, my, all his career now. Which I agree with, but as umpiring is, is I, I 100% think that that is the, the case, by the yeah. way. But the umpiring should be the only thing that is supposed to be completely neutral, right? Oh, so it, it I, I get from the society and and it's not because humans make mistakes. Try to watch a game with a Gabba. Yeah. Try to watch a game with a Gabba, not no neutral. What, you can sit there and have the yeah. most neutral person about something that's always a bias. Absolutely, I completely agree with you. And, but and the, I suppose that's that's where fans get upset in that there's no consistency because down, Benny, Chris and I are going. Yeah, we're we're having a chat, mate. You can just shut <laughs> shut your I'm pile. To, I'm about to mute both of you now. Can I, can I can I touch in? Seeing that we've got a nice little rivalry here, do you know the difference between Ginevan and Grimes? One plays in a team that can actually clutch wins. One's in a team that can actually clutch wins at the moment. <laughs> oh, oh wow, that was oh, that went the other way. I thought you were wow. going to shred. Uh, wow. and can, I, and can I also say the belt? I'll get. I'll count his premierships for a second, mate. <laughs> can I say if if they're Reece, all retiring, mate? Grimes better do the same as well, mate. <laughs> if Reese Matheson was actually best twenty-two and had been for all year or even last year, he would actually be the poster boy for ducking. 
But oh, because absolutely. He's, because he's a VFL player, no one really recognises it. Or basically any small forward, like to- Toby Green. Dude, <clears throat> well, Luke Shuey came on and went on a podcast last month and literally said, yeah, I do it all the time. I do it intentionally. Like, oh, like it's part of my tackle. To, it's part, When I get tackled, I it, it takes a lot of strength to do it, but I specifically lift my shoulder so that it draws high contact. Mate, and until they change the rules, said, he literally said, said this. I said that last yeah. week. Like, like 10 years ago, I umpired school footy. And actually had the Joel Selwood rule, and that if you yeah. if you duck like him and that, I'd, like it'd be just bang. I'd pay like a fifty against them. Like yeah, you're playing with Joel <laughs> Selwood. Like oh, mate, bad luck. Stop fucking. So like, so what? My the biggest problem that I have is I okay. I so let's say that that's all true, and that Ginevan's just getting targeted for whatever reason. Blah blah blah. He's not the first. He won't no. be the last. No. And for for whatever reason. It, like Joel Selwood's continued to do this for his entire career and get away with it. No one said beep. Yeah, and you know the problem. Literally, with that nothing's is, happened. It's the next factor that comes in. What I was saying once is always, and that it's the good person factor. And I don't know how that's judged, but it's like the whole Tom Stewart thing. Yes, now that was a once-off thing with Stewart what he did, but there's this sort of perception that like, oh, that guy's a good bloke or that person's a good person and that, well, they can get away with that. And for whatever reason in their mind, they're like, oh, Jennifer's the blonde hair, you know, little rascal and that, well, we've got to fry him where Selwood, for example, or, well, he's got runs on the board and he's this good person. And well, like, it's, it's so. I think a large. Chris, I'm sorry, Chris, did it. you have your hand up? No, sorry, mate. No, no, you can tell it's a contentious issue. I've got to do it for rebuttal. You need to shut up. You need your boys. I used to too do, much, Benny, I used to do debating much. at school. I was always our too third much. speaker. There was no fucking person responding back to me once <laughs> I got going. That's why I was well, nuts. Mate, like, so, you can't respond to me. I think the biggest the biggest issue of why Ginevan has been taken so much is, is he's kicking goals from it. So when Joel Selwood gets a lot of free kicks, a lot of them are in midfield or whatever. Some of them definitely are in the forward 50, but it's not an all-the-time thing. Like, he might get four free kicks a game and most of them are in midfield or around the ball or whatever. He's not generally kicking goals from his kicks. Whereas Ginevan, I think he's he's kicked like 28, 29 goals or something this year, and a large percentage of those have come from free well, kicks. He gets four so, or five touches a game, so most of his touches are goals. Yeah, yeah He's going right. to he he get dropped He's also um, hasn't missed a snap at goal all year. Hmm. So like his set shot goal kicking is is very good, but mainly from a snap. And so regardless of where he is in the field, he's just he's so damaging on the scoreboard. And I think that's what hurts more more often than not opposition supporters. So the reason why there's big furore is because it's goals from free kicks, not necessarily just the free kick itself. So when it happens to Grimes and he's in defense, no one gives a shit. Stop because it's it's in here, mate. Because it's it's the most recent example of oh you can pay it to him but not to him like a hundred percent that was not a free kick, but right, it's a tap. boys we're gonna move on number one well, you both actually I was just me. gonna finish off that mate nah, he's nah, um, I'm still going Ginevan's lucky on that the Pies aren't playing Richmond in the VFL this week Dimmer <laughs> Dimmer would go down and give him a serve. Give him a nice abuse. So oh, we're well, gonna, that, was, that was context. I respect that. We're going to move on because you're both fucking annoying. With No one can even get a word in. It's literally no, no, like you talking can't over get the top of Nobody gives yeah. a stuff there. You're the high, high five, buddy. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Your job is to let us two just do our thing. Yeah, in you're order, not, in the turn. Most, right? all, all the lovely public you're hearing at the moment is two fucking chipmunks going at it over the top of each other. It's not you good s- listening. You spent all your airtime going on about the sponsors, bro. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors. Um, Spice, these, things, these things I do pay love the fucking I've worked, like, worked freaking like the last 14 days or so. I've got tomorrow off. I'm fucking getting into this. This could be a Chris, great podcast. Chris, and he's like, oh, let's do a short podcast. No fucking chance now. 
We were Chris, in Chrissy and I. How else do you think I pay for the uh, lap dancers for the big fella? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh, uh, a bit of wedding crashes. Um, okay, now, thank you. What a, what a lovely hot topic. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Jamie Elliott absolutely clutch from the boundary. I thought that was ridiculously good. Essendon completely have undeserved it. win, but I'll take it. Oh, they <laughs> couldn't have played that any worse. Watching the replay and going over the analysis after the game, it, it was a carbon yeah. copy of the 2018 Grand Final, except in reverse, where we actually won instead of lost. <laughs> we just watched it then because the wife just got back from school camp. And um, she hadn't actually seen the footage, so I just put it on there so she could watch the last minute. Just put and, the last yeah. two minutes. Oh, on. Just... It was how ridiculous was was that? I, I love. I, don't, I actually heard a um, uh, Scotty Pendlebury on Triple M this week, uh, and which was I, I love anytime he talks, but just because he just know his knowledge of the game is so good. And they asked him specifically, you know, was that a set play that you you had practiced in training? He said no, no, it wasn't set play, but. Before the Bulls kicked, he's chatted to Darcy Moore and said, look, I'm going to kick to you. Um, shoot up the middle. And if you see a gap on the left or the right, go that way. So, because obviously 90, 95% of the time, that's a situation. They're going to, yeah, the, the, the long kick to the middle to try and get a contest over the back and blah, blah, blah. So Scott Penelbury had the foresight to be like, okay, we're going to set up as if we're go- he's going to miss. And I'm, we already know where the ball's going. And he also said, and which I found fascinating, Darcy Moore was the fastest person on the team. So he said he doesn't didn't matter who who was on him, he was going to outrun him anyway. And so he was just going to put it in front of Darcy and say, Go, go for your life. Yeah, well, like so, credit to like Elliot for the mark. But what I found interesting just watching that replay a couple of times, there was th- at least three SN players ran towards uh Jones after he Oh went. yeah. So they weren't bothered about setting up for the point. They were actually like, Oh shit, we'll get around him because he's just missed. And it's like, oh fuck, the game's still on. Like their lack of leadership in that moment and that role resembles us so in those bad. last minutes. Not sure if they were getting around him. I think they probably thought it was going through and then it hit oh, the yeah. post and they're like, oh. Well, maybe that was the case oh, as well. But... And then, and then get, oh, oh, the ball's gone. Oh, we'll just oh, we'll protect the corridor. Yeah, oh, the ball's le- not going corridor. Leadership is is having everyone set up in positions before. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. yeah. Who yeah, cares yeah. if you can celebrate with him? You celebrate with him when the game's done. Mm. Yeah. Like, or he kicks the goal, but don't mm. then you can before it even you. goes through, they're already moving towards him. Yeah. And I'll also back that up. Yeah, I got um, on Twitter a few Essence supporters complaining about the fact that it should have been 50 at that point, like a 35 meter out free kick directly in front with a, a minute to go isn't good enough. Um, but that exact same thing happened earlier in the game and wasn't called the other way. So I think that was a little bit of a square up. Also, Apparently, it was so loud on the ground that no one could hear anything. Like, yeah, Jamie Elliott didn't even hear the, the, the siren go. Yeah. So no, you you we, could barely picked up the siren on the footage. So, yeah. like, I don't mind that. After they, well, they've made that ruling after, like, the Sydney-Richmond game where the ball was kicked, you know, into the crowd and that. Like, there's got to be some sort of leeway there when the crowd's going nuts in those big games and those final moments yeah. because you can't hear a freaking thing. And I think it was also a little bit contentious as to whether it was a free kick. Um, like I know, obviously he bounced the ball and didn't regather really the, the ball, but uh, you I could probably was, argue. I'd argue that mate. Cause I think it was a clear free kick, but I've got no problem with that instantly. I know he picked it up and threw it, but I well, kicked it away. But at the same time, like he, you, you, even 10, 15 meters away, you might've not actually just heard the whistle straight off. Yeah. And that's why I'm happy a little bit of leeway. It, it, what's, what's, um, what's, a, what's from a Jeremy Howe perspective, like he slipped. Yeah. It wasn't like he's no. like he's thought he's gone. Yeah. He's taken off and he's slipped, and that's what's caused him to fumble and then lose possession of the ball. The, the, the and thing so, is, more with it 
the rule is to stop the time wasting. Collingwood, yeah, yeah. like that doesn't affect them kicking the ball away. It actually hurts them more than anything because they want that ball back in Jones's hand, taking that shot. So it doesn't change the game. Jones is having that shot. The thing is, is the argument where does should have Jones and should have the Bombers guys like gone more defensive side and done the oh, chip absolutely. kick and that and just taken time off the clock. But then you how like they sit there and go, you don't know how long left. Well, there's so many people holding up boards and that. And I know somebody no, said, oh, do. we should bring back the five-minute warning. Like, I'm sitting in the crowd Richmond Freo game. I've got the Foxtel coverage up so I can see how long's left. Like, they may as well just put the countdown clock up on the screen. I agree. Like, I actually we completely agree with you. It anyway. I'm sick of seeing stupid frigging signs on the sidelines. And people are like, oh, what's that saying? I'm like, man, I've got the fo- – we've all got the coverage up yeah, on the phone. 30, 60, yeah. little yeah, signs up. Well, I was at the, um, the Gold Coast-Collingwood game, and I messaged Ben to be like, hey, man, I could get KO open, but uh, could you tell me exactly how long's left in the game? Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah, and we do I've done it before at the Gabba. Like, I think people when McCarthy people won. to go, how long left? Like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. I've, I've done it at the Gabba before McCarthy when he got that uh, mark from Geelong, and I was looking at my thing. I was like, oh, quick, bring up Foxtel, and then obviously mm. it's a little bit delayed. But I'm like, from that stoppage, from yeah. that, you know, from the throw-in, I'm like, hey, there's this long left. So then everyone's like, how long left? And you got like people three rows back, like how long yeah. left? They see your phone open. I'm like, oh, like a minute. Yeah. Fuck it, let's go. And there's um, fans before too. Like some of the fans know who are sitting in the first row, like be shouting out to the players that it's this left or, or they even know, like you see sometimes the player, the fans like delay giving the ball back or they're throwing it quickly and stuff like. Yeah. There's an understanding. Oh, I don't know. I think some of Richmond there. players don't know, mate. They play on oh. after the siren at halftime. <laughs> they play on like, with 30 seconds left on the clock when they could have just had the, a set the shot. The thing is there, like, because, you, again, you couldn't pick up the siren and that because just the noise that was being made at that stage. But Cumberland, like, yeah, I get what he was trying to do, wheel around, but he had the boot on him anyway. Like, I've seen him kick long. But from that ball in, surely the players are yelling out there's 10 seconds, 15 seconds. They know it, there's not long left. So how that he message doesn't get around to go, guys, game's nearly done. It, it is a like it, he marked it what on the fifty on the yeah. like it, so he's kicking for yeah. fifty. Yeah, uh, exactly. But, but, I got, but I can live with the couple in the state. Young fellows tried to wheel around to the right, what right thing. No problems there. The bolter one's the unforgivable one. Yeah, man. look, no, Swizz, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because even if you kicked a point, it wouldn't have changed the result. <laughs> I left going, well, it's, two points. it's not another loss, but the fucking Gold Coast game, that's still stinging. Uh, anyway, us, look, we've yes. spent what? Can we move on? Discussing yeah. footy, 20, which, are, which what a great weekend of footy outside of that. Yeah. I'll tell you what. 22 minutes of shit talk. Now, uh, uh, the big thing out of this week, Georgie Hewitt, Mr. Hewitt, who's 536,000K, missed last week with a back injury. It came out. Quite late, I think it was a Thursday. A lot of people are held because it seemed at that current point in time like it was just a one-week injury, a bit of back soreness. Everyone's like, hey, don't worry. It's just a one-week sort of injury. Don't stress too hard. Now, they've updated their injury list today. And just this evening, we had a look, and it was all over the chatosphere. Uh, George Hewitt, now they're saying continuing to manage his back and will miss this week, is currently a week-to-week assessment to play. So that is updated today which means that they, Carlton, based on their website, have ruled out Hewitt for this week. Yeah, no, they have, um, and it has been confirmed. Uh, I I would have traded him last week if I had any trades and, and didn't have cover this week. So um, I have uh, Stuart come back this week. So to me, it didn't matter. Um, it, like if you, like I was copying the zero anyway, and the whole point of that is to try and prolong my last trade for a season-ending trade. 
I don't think he's necessarily going to be season ending. I think he's back. Um, I thought uh-huh. at the time he, he would pun. be back either this week or next week, and it's not going to be too much of a difference. But Double pun. when he does come back, he's had back injuries Double in pun. the past. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you keep saying back. Yeah, well, he's had well, he's a back injury. He's yeah. had he's had back injuries in the past, and I'm just worried that it, like yes, he comes back, but at what level? Um, you know, what's his role? He's obviously played inside mid pretty much all year. Does he come back and play a different role? Is he not able to perform? Is he going to start dropping more 80s and less 110s like he has been? So I'm more concerned about that than him missing another week because to me, I, I, another week doesn't make any difference. I'm like I'm almost tempted like, if. If Short wasn't going so badly, I'd almost be tempted to just loophole him if I had the opportunity to. Um, so, yeah, it's a worry. Um, would I trade him now if I had cover? I wouldn't because, no. I, I, again, I think it's probably going to be a one-weeker. Um, if I had trades and I didn't have cover, I'd absolutely be trading him. I don't see the point in holding on to him. Um, I suppose if it's your last trade, which is where a lot of people sit, there's that question, right? Like, is this one week injury going to be it or do I save it for another week? Because I think one more week, next week is the week that I'd go one week injury. Yep. All right. Let's just roll the dice. Cause there's only you know, three weeks left of the season this week. There's still four weeks. Meaning that if you get a long-term injury in a line that you don't have cover for, you could be missing three donuts. Um, yeah. Essentially after, after this week, and it might be a little bit too far gone. Um, I'm actually spending my trade this week. I think the writing's on the wall. I'm actually, um, I, again, I'm keeping him, but I'm also, I've already got cover. So I've got seven defenders. So for me, I've got the option to loop him if he's not going to perform or playing a different role or whatever it might be. So it's not going to help. I'm actually using my last trade and trading Cameron to Marshall this week. Um, so I think that that might be a better use of my trade moving forward. Uh, interesting. Now, the good thing is that if you have Ware as cover, they play third this week, which is much better than what GWS have been playing recently. So at least you can actually see if how Ware goes. And because he did well last week, I think he got like 80 or so. Uh, extremely good score considering. So he's one that you could actually definitely sort of play and then loophole through. Um, I made the hard decision last week. I was going to keep Hewitt for the one week because uh, I was like, well, I'd rather cop one donut now than cop three donuts later. And then I was channeling my inner Abdul. And I think I got it to about, I think it was about a minute before the bounce. And I've just gone, you know what? Stuff it. Because I am I was 155th or something or rather, 153rd. So I'm like, look, if I'm going to make a push, I've got to do it now. I've got cover in my forward, my mid, um, and my ruck line. So really, I just need to try and avoid a donut in my defense for the rest of the year. And I just risked it. And I brought in Himmelberg, who got 130. So then I was like, okay, well, even if I do cop two donuts later, then I could just hypothetically pretend that I had a rookie getting me a 65 for two weeks. So that kind of balanced out a little bit. Uh, I got extremely lucky because that was all I could afford with Himmelberg. Um, but we should probably talk about options for this week. If you do have trades, and I mean, I say, what if you have two or more trades, you'd probably get rid of him this week, boys? Oh, yeah, guaranteed. Man, I've got one At this stage trade season. considering getting rid of him. Yeah. Okay. So, what are the best options? Who are you liking? Uh, well, let's, let's let's bring it up. Uh, hold on. I'll just go to players. I mean, I think in def- obviously the the best defender uh, is still Tom Stewart. I mean, if you've got money, I think you have to go Stewart, don't you? Yeah. If, if you, you have money, uh, easy, easy. Well, uh, and and I think a lot of people who did have him probably trade him out. So you're probably going to find that you you are trading him back in, but. You got to try not to think of it as you know I wasted a trade to get him out and I wasted a trade to get him back in. That's that's just the wrong thinking. 
Um, but I do think that uh, 100% Stewart's the number one, I think by a long, by a long, long way. Um, I'd also consider Dawson probably second um, if you don't have Dawson. And a large reason for that is like, even though he's dropped a couple of lower scores, both of those have been reflective of tags. He's been getting a lot more attention. And I do think that eases over the coming weeks. Um, so he's just copped, you know, basically back-to-back tags and still dropped uh, relatively decent scores and he's dropped cash. So he's now down to 563, which is slightly more than, than Stuart. Um, but it's, yeah, if you, if you do have the cash, it's one or two of those guys, um, in my yep. opinion. Now, when we talk about, so we'll talk about Stuart quickly, first of all, again, a lot of people don't have him or if they did hold, they are probably weak in other lines. Now he's, he's absolutely down to 10%, down to 10% ownership. So definitely in that regards, a lot of people don't have him. Especially but when we have a look, when when we have a look at his scores at um, Geelong, so his scores in Geelong, he's gone 174, 122, 187. He's just been telling up, and they have three of their last four games in Geelong, right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Western Bulldogs, St Kilda, and then West Coast, all in Geelong. So I think Stewart's definitely someone that you could have in there. Now, Dawson, again, is similarly where they play Carlton this week. But after that, Dawson plays West Coast, North Melbourne, and then Port Adelaide with the Derby to finish. So I think that is an extremely favorable game, a run home, that I probably would – again, Stewart for me has to be number one. But if you've already got – you know, Dawson, then Stewart's your man. If you've already got sort of Stewart or you maybe, hey, you, you have a bit of a soft spot for Dawson, then I quite like him as well. I think they're probably your two strongest – bets to get there if you have um, money and you need a little bit money. the other the other thing to consider i mean like, like you said like his record at uh at uh Cadinia park is, is just insane right but the, the like what you've got to consider as well is he's a huge vc chance this weekend like i can see him going pretty massive his average at at Cadinia park this year is 161 it's, it's ridiculous right so vc on the on the saturday night i think is a is a really good option um, especially considering there's not really too many obvious choices before them. So if you bring him in straight VC and then you've got heaps of Sunday game options, you've got Took against the Eagles. You've got Neil against uh, Richmond. Who's going to absolutely destroy them. And then you've got, if you've got Zeret against the VFL North, which yeah. is basically there every week anyway. Yeah. Um, Mate, so might be the biggest lockers captain this, yeah. year, like, this week. So I think VC Stewart is going to be a real big shot. So if you are trading, uh, trading Stewart or for whatever trade trading in Stewart for whatever reason, there, I know there's other guys that had planned to bring him in in a different way. Um, I know uh, Tim uh, Mitchell or Michelle or I'm not sure how to pronounce that exactly, but <laughs> Michelle, <laughs> uh, Michelle, um, he he planned to go uh, Cameron to uh, Tom Stewart. So. That that's an option as well. So there's other ways to facilitate bringing in Tom Stewart. I think you kind of need to have him this week. So um, if you're unfortunately someone like Abdul, he probably doesn't. I would assume he doesn't have Stewart. He doesn't. Have You've got to just brace so for talk impact. Talk about me, mate. Because <laughs> I've got one trade. Yeah, brace for impact because this is this is. I mean, this is exactly why I held on to him. So and cop two donuts in the process. Um, and you know what's funny? If I had traded uh, Sinclair uh, in for Stuart, which was what my original plan was, I would have gained 250 points, but I'd now be copying a donut for Hewitt. So if hindsight is already working for Stuart. me. 
if I kept oh, I don't, even, I don't even want to talk about Dacos. Is, I, Dacos I mean, is still talk all day. So Dacos is still forty six forty six percent of teams for Dacos. So either there's a whole bunch of bots that just gave up, or I or I should not be in the top hundred and what twenty or whatever I am because like dumping a guy who's on an absolute heater one hundred fifteen point four the last five games. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Now Himmelberg as well, one twenty for the last three, one fifteen for the last five. But again, he's more expensive than um, Stewart and Dawson. I'd probably prefer those other two over Himmelberg. Um, the other one as well, I want to touch on is Bailey Dale. Now he's more similarly priced. I think he's only about eight thousand dollars more. I know yeah. a few people sort of jumping on him. Four thousand more. It's only four thousand. I thought. Um, I thought Hewitt was no. five thirty-two. No, Hewitt's five thirty-six. Okay, so four thousand more. Um, so that he seems to be a very popular option. My only concern is, A, I like Bailey Dale. He did get tagged, I think, the other week, which was pretty shit. But uh, I am a little concerned with Caleb Daniel possibly coming back in this week for the last sort of few rounds as to what that might do for the ceiling that he has kind of shown um, for quite a few of the last sort of, what, five rounds. Um, is that the best option around that price, though, boys, if you can't uh, afford really I'm, much to I'd go up? I'd probably nearly save Lostons a better thing just because um as you said caleb coming back in that and richmond is seeming to uh go through Vlaston all the time in the back line at the moment so what's his last few this is Vlaston since the port game 96 120 130 82 141 118 but the guy's on an absolute heater at the moment so that if you've got a little bit of money but don't have enough to go to stewart as you said stewart's the number one option but if you've got say 10k to get up to the Vlaston, i'd probably go him over bailey just if Caleb Daniel wasn't coming up, then Bailey Dale for sure. Um, the bigger issue if people don't have the money and they have to go down because that's uh, the issue. That's the real issue because Daniel Rich is a little bit cheaper, but then he's out, so that's gone. You, you probably only couple are uh, maybe Tom Atkins is absolutely flying at the moment. Guys, we know the answer, and you can, it's staring you right in the face. It's, it's Luke Ryan, isn't it? it? Has to be. Well, is it? <laughs> is, it is it Aaron Hall? No, it's definitely oh. not. Don't do that to us. Don't again. We we, we uh, said this yeah. early in the year. Don't make another issue with your current issue, right? Uh, the, I think the COVID issue as well kind of puts a huge question mark on top of an already big question mark. Um, after so basically after you go through like probably Sard, maybe I guess Williams might come back, so that could impact him a little bit. But Sard's on a little bit of a heater, a little bit inconsistent. So that's kind of what you get. Luke Ryan again, a little bit inconsistent. Um, they have a few, well, yeah, but they also have a few (laughs) rounds coming, a few rounds coming up. Caleb Daniel could be back in the side, but again, not averaging well enough. Lloyd's up and down. So it does really get sketchy. Houston's also missing this week, uh, concussion. So that's going to hurt a lot of owners for him. And it really drops out. I mean, (laughs) with it and still there, Chris, he he played on the weekend, got a 69. Don't even talk to me. Um, Outside uh, the of other that, one I want to nothing. touch on is is Jack Sinclair, obviously. Uh, but I, I've got a feeling that he's not going to be have get get the freedom that he has the last few weeks over the next three. So he's got Hawks, um, who like to um, put a forward tag on uh, on a defensive player, and then then Geelong, then Brizzy, and then Sydney, who obviously yeah, also quite. like to um, yeah like to, to tag those those running defenders. So uh, at six hundred and six k, I'm not sure he's the one you want when there's Someone yeah, like Tom Stewart, fifty k cheaper. Yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily be going that way. Just, yeah. um, I think it's yeah, it's fraught with danger to be paying that much for a guy that's got some hard matchups and some potential tags coming up. My, I'm trying my to work out my decisions when, around: do I spend my last fourteen k go up to Vlaston, keep my 
all four position loophole going where, you know, I can move Himmelberg back or I can move Cock, um, I mean, Cameron into the ruck and, you know, I've got loopholes happening everywhere or I get rid of my defensive loophole, um, Himmelberg stays back and I bring in Maxi Gorn because Gorn's 14K more expensive than Hewitt. And uh, a... that is very tempting for the run home to have Gorny. Well, they, Melbourne need to win, but have you seen their run? Yeah, it's but the, like, the run doesn't hard. affect you, Ruckman. Yeah, that's true. That's oh, one yeah, position was... it doesn't, and a couple of those ruck um, contests that he has are pretty pretty weak. The only that's problem true. is is Grundy coming back, Grundy versus Gorn. Well, oh yeah, but traditionally they but traditionally, yeah, yeah, that they're, they're they both generally scored well just, against each other. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Do yeah, whatever. They they oh. typically don't go defensive against each other they just try and get the offensive uh hit out to advantage um it's it's honestly generally a good a good thing to watch but i definitely think grundy is back this week and remember that's an option by the way have you thought of grundy coming in what's what's his price i'd probably prefer gorn than grundy if i had the choice you know what i hate the most please mate (laughs) you know no 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 Sorry, I'm still I'm still caught up in the past here about reflecting about what could have been. Now, what I hate the most is Sinclair was averaging 107 and dropped down to 520,000, and we're like, oh, Steele's out, so he's probably a good move to get a little bit of a bump on the midfield run, and he's averaged 121 since then, since I considered to bring him in, but did and not. that week he only got like a 72, so he's like no, I no, think no. He's... So no, he from round 10 he got a 138, 140, 118, 105, got tagged on a 79 for Sydney, yeah, and then went 150, 110. Don't you listen to 133, this 133, 117, been. mate? I should have done it. I think I went. I think I went somewhere else and got like a, a Parker or someone who has been serviceable. But um, I was like, oh, no, it's, it's going to mess up my buy structure. So I just didn't do it. <laughs> I, I should have bring him That's in round weird. 12, which is um, when I bring in Doherty, I think. Uh, or so, someone else Stuart, with a round 12 buy is what Outside of having Stuart for about five minutes, I'll tell you what, my trades have been on point <laughs> since the buy period. Oh, yeah, you've, you've had a huge run home. Yeah. I've, I've literally been in the opposite since. I, I went through my trades history the other day and I just went, man, I have some big wins. Like, I, yeah, I got Parker in early before his 150. Um, I traded out Canelio with his 27 and then traded him in for his 150 and then his one. What was he, big big score this, this year, 180 or something like that? Like, I had him back for that. Um, but then there's just been – and Cameron, so a big win there as well. Bont, I got in at the right yeah. time, it looks like. So that, that that's my main six. I've had Dawson, yeah. Sinclair, Merritt, Bont, Cameron and Himmelberg. Yeah, my big issue is definitely defence. Yeah. Um, it's it's you know, Doherty was has been up. He's been like this. Yeah, he's been all right. Hasn't been terrible, but it's mainly been with the weekend. He just butchered the ball, Doherty. Yeah. So Witherden's obviously my biggest one because I paid five seventy for them the week that I could have got Tom Stewart, who went one eighty that week. And the thing is, like, if you had a look at it was like round six, for five weeks previous, uh, the uh, Witherden had gone like. 99, 105, 120, 130, 150, and was just going to the moon. Mm. And Stewart had gone like 95, 98, 103. Yeah, like Stewart's had some... break even was about 110. Yeah, and I was like, well, game. why would I bring yeah. in Stewart when he's, he's going average when I could get um, with it and he's going to the moon yeah. for the same price? Yeah. And yeah, bad, well, bad, bad. I think I did the same. Well, I think I went Doherty instead of Stewart. price in three weeks' time and that. So yeah. she, didn't, she went with it as well. 
and then, and um, obviously, I t- obviously trading Dacos to Stewart, um, another one uh, that didn't help. Um, <laughs> but I mean, look, yeah, he still got one sixty the week that I got him, so I can't really see where where I fell down was because I had I got so many of the good rookies and so many of the good mid prices that in previous years you kind of look for value, whereas I was like, I, I shouldn't be going for I've value, got because, the value. I'm, yeah. because I'm so loaded up. So I was paying max price for Doherty at 118 yeah, average. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff, whereas I should have just gone for the value on your Merits, on your Sinclairs, on your Dawsons, who have just gone absolutely toweling. The only um, play that that worked for me this made. year was yeah. Laird. So I paid 620 for Laird in like the third round he was playing because obviously he, he was out earlier in the season. And he's been potentially the best pick of the year and he's still super unique and just gone mm. crazy. Shout out um, to Ben who has not got in Laird, even though he's an Adelaide supporter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that's worked for me in one occasion, but Sinclair, Miss Sinclair, Miss Dawson and Miss Sicily. And I think if I had those three players, I'd be top 100. So, <laughs> is um, Chris disappearing on screen? He is. He's shrinking <laughs> is he, by the moment. Are you bouncing your camera? Like what's going on, mate? You, you're literally starting, your forehead's disappearing, right. mate. Sorry, guys. Well, um, well, while okay, we're on trade-ins, can I just go a bit left field because I know a lot of people playing their draft sort of finals and stuff like that. Um, one for your standard leagues, even a little bit for keeper, but it's a bit harder to bring a whole lot of people in for keeper. If you have, there's a few Essendon players still flying around. You like your Snellings and stuff like that, possibly. Um, with the undermanned North, jump on them, but also try to see if you can sneak a couple North players who... Um, who've been, you know, on the fringes um, and bring them in this week because they might uh, pick up a little bit more time than they normally would. So they're two good places to go um, for your draft. And then also your keepers. I know I got Wing Hagen in uh, two leagues this this morning. So there's a few good um, rookie keepers because people have been trying to win their league matches and been dropping these guys. Um, so, yeah, I know I messaged our group chat today and a few people went searching for some of these uh, good young players that have just man- managed to find themselves on the waiver. Yeah, well, actually, speaking of, I'm, I've just jumped on uh, draft now. Uh, me and uh, Ben are facing off in the preliminary final for our, our main draft league this week. So I got uh, all the oldies. It's the oldies versus the um, whatever it is. We might have to nothing. show everyone the team. Yeah, Benny Boy beat me in the, the super coach. And oh, and I had boys. some real bad. Oh. Let's talk about this, Wiz, because I had five get injured in a few things, but then I had my I, my, my key part of my keeper league. So I had you know Neil, I had Tuke, I had Bontepelli, I had Max Gorn. Like absolutely go huge. I'm looking good. And then I had these random ones like Barras and Hawkins just go absolutely monstered. And here I was, I was like, yes, I'm actually ahead. And then Swizz gets Tim Kelly for 11 super coach points. <laughs> Shout out. I think it's my good mate, Lukey, um, oh. had in our keeper, our cricket club keeper league. I think he needed 37 to win in the last game and had Tim Kelly. Oh, that's harsh. Just brutal. Now, brutal. Um, is Shout out Josh to Josh Kelly back this week, by the way, guys. Is that what we're? He I, should know, be. I might, I Abdul, I might need him to win the league this week. <laughs> Abdul's done off back. number one spot if he um, if Kelly doesn't come back. I think he's struggling anyway with Hewitt out. Oh yeah, no trades either. Yeah. That's going to hurt a little he's, bit. He's oh, Hewitt's up. out. Wow, oh, that yeah. hurts me. No, that's what we've been talking about for the last fifteen minutes. Oh shit! No, I'm just, oh, I like, just realised that I had Hewitt in my draft team. He's thinking about his draft team. Can I just say, shout it as well to Dr. Supercoach. Um, so I'm in their league. So I'm in their Div 2. I got kicked out of their Div 1 league last year because I was horrible. I think I picked 
Crips and a whole bunch of other people last year, which did not work out very well at all, uh, as you would uh, figure. Now, I'm coming back into Div 1, boys. So Dr. Supercoach, back into Div 1, I posted it up saying, right, I'm in the top four, so I'm going through back to Div 1. And then literally someone says straight away, no, not the waiver snipers. Stay away. (laughs) (laughs) I already have a history of hitting those waiver wires, boys. I'm coming back. Nice. Well, uh, I brought in Ed Richards and uh, John Newcomb this week. So what's uh, John Newcomb's three-round average, like 106? Interesting. Um, I believe three-round average, 95. Keep an eye on these waiver wires during finals because if someone has a good bench player, and they might clear their bench and you can easily pick up a really good player or even in keeper leagues. Like I now, was I'm hoping a- you would do to get uh, Aaron Hall score. <laughs> no, oh. no. Uh, as in if I would do it this week though, if I had to get into the grand final, I would yeah. do it. So I, I, I drop like, a rank. You need I'd Aaron drop, Hall score and that. I would just, drop a rank and I would do whatever. Rankin and Taylor Adams. No, I would do whatever I had to do boys. Now, no, but, actually, now can we, can we give a, a bigger shout out here? We're that our A team league, which is, uh, in third spot overall, let's just talk about the person who finished on top. Is that me? Me. No, that was Swizz. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, How did you finish you on were top? You six, Benny. Did I really get I dropped I out of the finals, boys. Yeah. Did I get I d- pushed to six? Yeah, Chris I dropped even out. in the finals. Um, oh, yes. Emily beat you, right? No, yeah. yeah, dude. By the way, super coach mama, I, I do think she's a regular listener. I love you, but love I'll you, have Emily. a go with you with this you because you can't she directly messages me in the chat. And just goes, hey, are you keeping uh, Hewitt or trading him? Because <laughs> she oh, wanted to win. No. She won yeah. by like thirty points because I didn't oh, trade no. Hewitt and cop the donut. So was I it knew a late what trade you were asking, too? But I didn't. She, I, what? She did a late trade. Yeah, oh, trade. I didn't mind that she did. Like we, we didn't have an agreement or anything like that. I, I was copying the donut regardless. It wasn't worth it to me. So, um, so yeah, it's fine. Whatever it is. Yeah. No, I ended Ouch. up finishing higher than the Phantom on percentage because we did percentage, not rankings. But I don't think it made a difference. And then, uh, yeah, Benny, you uh, dropped back down to six. Actually, I wonder, you probably would have finished fifth, but it makes no difference. You're still not top four. No, it makes no difference. But keep an eye on the waiver wires, and I'm going to I'm gonna let a little monkey out of the bag here, boys. I'm not sure why I'm going to do this, considering you're both in the Keeper League. But for instance, in our Keeper League, right? Oh, I'm recent, out of the finals Recently, recently released, Lacocious got dropped, right? Um, Bruin got dropped and they're two huge possible cash as in someone that people would pay money for them at some point, possibly. Now, Stevenson's on that list as well. Deconing as well. People might pay you a bit of money for Deconing. Yeah, I dropped Lukosius, mate. I know you did. I dropped Lukosius and Bruin. It's because he's playing forward, so he's not really that relevant at this point in time. because I had to get these other rookies in that were just sitting there doing... Hey, mate, Taylor Bruin is... If he goes to Geelong... I've got shares of in other leagues, but Dylan Dylan Stevens and... uh, and Wing Winghagen were both sitting there, and I couldn't say no. Yeah, they're all shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I lost to Grimo last week in the uh, in the keeper league because I had the vice captain on Guthrie who got me a solid eighty three, and the captain <laughs> on uh, Andrew Brayshaw got me a solid seventy nine. So <laughs> thanks, lads, for really showing up when you really needed to. That was that was really great of you. And of course. Uh, Ryder got injured and I was like, oh, I'll just bring Grund- Grundy in because I've had him on my pine all year. <laughs> and of course, he didn't get named. So I was like, oh, I could either bring in a shitty ruck or just loop one of my guys on my bench. So I had Witherden on my bench who got 69. Thanks, mate. You really just, you really well, made me proud. While we're doing shout outs, uh, the Richmond Keeper League had their grand final on the weekend. And that's a shout out to Swizz for winning that. 
You know what, Swiss? I've got to say, is, is, is really what I'm here good for. battle from Robert, and I forgot they don't do emergency <laughs> bench scores, so I had a donut and still won. So, <laughs> can I say, Swiss? Now, number one, when you interviewed Abdul, your presentation skills have actually jumped up a notch, mate. So, really well done. And number two. Look at you going to throw in a bit of fucking banter and a bit of sly out there, a bit of shade. I like you know, it. Yeah, he's up to his game. He's up to his game. He's feeling comfortable well, now. He's feeling comfortable. Before you know it, he'll be owning Brisbane in finals just like Richmond. Mate, I saw how it was done on Saturday night. I was a uh, shout out to Paddy for his 50th, who's uh, the former. He's coached an AFLW game. It was the uh, you know, COVID, COVID relief for Del Santo for the Saints. So we had all the Parkfield boys there, but we did have the Box Hill BFLW and the St. Kilda AFLW players down there and i tell you what those uh, those girls do not lack confidence so i think that's just you know i've taken taken that on board and you just go in and you know you've got you've got to let people know that when you're flying you're flying so hey swiz do you know why del santo's on the on the women's league oh, i'm not gonna even go there <laughs> okay maybe let's not let's <laughs> <laughs> not and say that we did that's um now is there any other super coach relevant information release really? captains captains and vcs i think i've already gone through my um my yeah. direct well, option for, the, for those that don't have merit and well, Stuart, Stuart not, let's talking because you're kind of you're kind of narrowing that that little pigeonhole there boys <laughs> They're not, well, they're not worth talking about. <laughs> no, obviously, no, um, Laird is Laird's the other one. So if you if you're not going to go the VC Stewart, I think Laird on the Saturday night is the next most obvious. Yeah, yeah, interesting. The only problem is, what happens if you're in this stupid position? Hyper. Oh, actually, no, it's all right because I was thinking if you didn't have a loophole option, but the Richmond players are playing on Sunday, so I know a few people have got those guys. Once uh, oh, fuck Teagles. Shit game, first second game. There's a lot of people rely on him, but hopefully. Oh mate, I've got 17 loopholes. Yeah, I know. So, bench, some so. people, do, some people surprisingly don't. They they might only have like you know, Collingwood and Port Adelaide loopholes. Well, there's no, also talk that Tickle might be um might be right to start getting up and playing. So, yeah. um, let's fingers crossed he actually is playing towards the end of the year. And well, fingers with crossed Goldie plays, coming. and I don't have any stress there. But yeah, boys, I'm thinking about going. Took into Lockie Neal, to be honest. Took playing against West Coast. You should know within two hours and ten minutes as to whether Took's going to be a good C option. Um, and then from there, Lockie Neal against Richmond. I think Richmond don't really play a you know, defensive sort of mid style. No, so Lockie, Lockie Neal yeah, usually racks up. Time. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I think that's probably the strongest option this week because you know um, Took against West Coast in round one went absolutely huge. So I'm kind of probably looking at that. Um, I was at on the game, run home. Was it two years ago, three years ago when Lockie Neal went one ninety? Just had yeah. brought his own ball that day. Like, yeah. But outside of like Brayshaw last week, most midfielders go really well against us. But I think this is actually the kind of game we win. So you might be in a bit of trouble this Backs week. Against the wall. Yeah, you know, all, all the heat on us and that. And Brisbane hate the G. Yeah, that, I I agree with you. I mean, you know, one thing's bankable, guys, and that's that Collingwood will win by under ten points. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I've ordered yeah. uh, I've I've ordered up another some heart medication just just in case because I they're, they're killing me, man. I am tired. I kind of think, think I can keep watching the wins. So your heart rate, where oh. mine, my heart rate's going up, and then I'm just angry after the game. Like, I want to fight people. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I, I do. I am 
audible. You guys would know at the football and very much even when I'm watching football. Um, but I don't think I've ever been that loud and I'm screaming, I'm jumping up and down and the kids are like, uh, later that night we're having dinner and Eliza came home, my partner. The kids are like, yeah, Chris was very loud this afternoon. <laughs> they were complaining about so how loud. Let, let's put let's put this into context now. Number one, Chris went to I think it was an was it an engagement party one time, and <laughs> yeah. put it, to put it into context, I think it was a was it a preliminary final? So the first one against I that think was, it was actually West the qualifying Coast. final, but like well, you know. was it against West Coast? It was one it was yeah yeah yeah. So and Chris was very loud, very animated because the game was on. While there was something, you know, an engagement party. I was told there was a bunch of Collingwood supporters at the place, which is why it was on in the first place. Correct. And I would be with my brethren. So, you know. Except everyone else is quite reserved and considerate. Chris is being how Chris is normally very animated and energetic but with towards... free alcohol as well yeah correct but i'm just explaining this is how chris is in general now this kind of took i think it was like some of the grandparents or the parents were a bit like oh chris is being a bit of a dick but that's how chris is with the football it's like hey don't plan an engagement party around a collingwood game if i knew that that's how you if i knew that's how you're going to behave i would have just stayed at home and been loud now this is the point where if chris watches a final he kind of has to even let put a little pigeon slip in the letterbox to the neighbor saying hey by the way there's a collingwood game on saturday night if you hear some screaming it's just me kind of going off because it's a very big game now that's the context on chris live at watching tv or even being live i actually felt really embarrassed at the gabba chris is in the members <laughs> section fucking giving it to them and i'm like mate you're in the members you got to wear a collar you got to wear like all you know button up and all the rest of it and chris that's is sitting chris there a teeth out <laughs> oh mate yeah teeth <laughs> out just abusing people that's right um he's been doing it all day fuck you oh, oh, my Jesus, my mate, favorite call is he's been doing it all day two get two minutes into oh, the game mate, it's mate, my I, favorite call. i've done it on the first bounce before just fucking <laughs> got, umpire, umpire does a bad bounce first bounce of the day you've been doing it all day chip <laughs> oh, he's thrown a champ in there as well. Oh, champed him. Oh, what a great day. What a great time. Uh, that's great. great. No, mate, yeah, mate, that I'm, I'm just not bad. Like, Gr- Grimo had to move for me from a practice match, Richmond and North Melbourne. <laughs> 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 With North winning? <laughs> no. I lost my shit at a practice match. That was, uh, that was oh, a good times. And, and there was good one times. where I, my, my mates still love this one where security were going to come and drag me out because I was abusing, <laughs> absolutely abusing this blonde woman, short blonde woman, older woman, about two bays across from me, giving it to her. I was on half time, Richmond Essendon. And these guys were like, like security about to tap me on the shoulder. My best mate's like, no, nah, mate, that's his mother in law. Can't chuck him out for abusing her. <laughs> <laughs> they went over and she confirmed that yes, I am her son-in-law. <laughs> it's all good. Well, I had um, I had two older ladies when I was when I went to see the Carlton Collingwood game earlier in the year. Um, we we're in the uh, Carlton draft room and had like the that seated area out the front of that um, in the members, and then on the left. So like I was situated like no one was sitting next to me, so I was like right on the end, of course. Um, so at least only one person could sit, had to sit next to me. And on the left of me, there was, it was like the Carlton Bay and there were these two older ladies sitting. I felt so sorry for them, <laughs> but at one stage I, I had to let them know, no, it wasn't holding the ball. <laughs> and, oh. and I went on to explain the rules. To them, so. <laughs> Oh, my in-laws as well, mate, because uh, I had them on my train to Collingwood Essendon on the weekend. I was taking all the buddy ferals to the game on Saturday, so on Sunday. 
that was one of my one of my favorite comments is do you even know the game <laughs> <laughs> like uh, a mate of mine neil we'd be watching it and then something would happen and you know, you know if someone blatantly makes a wrong comment where they kind of don't realize yeah, how I dumb just, their comment was oh, yeah so i'm brother. just like do you, i'm like yeah do you even know the game like uh, it's so good <laughs> mate did, did i did i tell the story about the parole officer one Sure. <laughs> leave that leave that one alone with the parole officer. Like are you talking, are you talking about it. every former Collingwood no, the, player? Or we I've should got, say St. Kilda player that running boys, drugs across the board. We've got a group chat and they've re, renamed it uh um tell your parole officer. What happened? Richmond Port Adelaide had this guy behind me all day, just chirping, chirping about the freaking umpires. And I'd been sitting behind my mate so we could sort of interact with each other instead of trying to sit down a whole row. I can talk to him. So I get up and get take a leak at quarter time got my bag there this guy moves my bag and sits like on my spot there uh, my mate's like, that's what are you my doing? spot so just oh <laughs> yeah that's my spot but there yeah, so he rocks up with all his mates he's been chirping all the game and i finally had enough i've cracked the shits halfway through the last quarter and and i've just turned to him like mate you've been chirping all freaking day you've got no idea about the rules stop uh, i'm sick of you sick and you're sooking can you just go home and tell your parole officer because i'm i'm done with it <laughs> His mate, his mate comes on and starts pointing at me. He's like, you can't say that. You can't say that. I'm like, mate, clearly because you're whinging about it, you've probably got a parole officer as well. And that. <laughs> and then, so he's turned around and he's like, oh, well, why don't you go and tell your wife about it? And I'm like, well, at least I've got one. And, uh, and, he, and he's put his arm around this woman's like, oh, no, well, here's mine. And I've turned my mate. They didn't hear this part. Luckily, I'm like, prostitutes don't count. Oh, um, I might think they might have heard that because they were waiting for me at the end of the bay for 15 minutes after the game. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that was that was a highlight. That's me at the footy. You just kept That's going. Oh, we're from Tiger. Hey, Chris, Chris would have done that. Chris would have done that five minutes in off a, off a whiff of spirits. Whereas at least I can imagine you'd so take tell, a bit. Tell, tell your parole officers, my good one with Port Adelaide supporters now. Fair enough. I, I don't think I have any cool stories like that, boys, because I don't generally get that, no, that angry. You're too tame, Benny. You're a good I don't oh, get that he's, angry. He's changed. He used to be different. Okay, no, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you this. Is, uh, number Dad one. Dad Ben's I'm, a different cat. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty chill. I don't get too angry. I, I call out a few things here and there, but generally I'll kind of pull my head in straight after, right? So I'm quite reserved. Now, there's only a couple of things that actually get me angry, right? Number one, um, I'm very protective of my mum who's deaf, right? So if you, if someone does something to my mum, like I fucking lose my shit and I'm fine. Like I'm really quite calm and collected. Whereas one time I was filling up petrol, right? So we're there at the servo. I've gone into like pay for my mum, and some lady starts abusing her. Like you're going to fucking move your car, like basically waiting behind her. And I walk out and this lady's abusing my mum. So my mum's been deaf since she was two years old. Right. And I, you know I mean? She doesn't know what's going around her most of the time. So I'm, I don't know, like I'm, really calm i'm not aggressive but i get really protective of her or people treating her like shit and i fucking lose it right in front of my mom i was like who the fuck do you think you are get the fuck out of my you know and i was like really like getting quite adamant and i'm not like that at all and my mom's like no calm down i was like no fuck you who are you going to death lady <laughs> literally i just went off and then even to the point where i'm shopping right and now i, I start being a professional and i'm shopping and mum's there and some lady's got like a double pram you know we're talking about one of those double double ones because obviously she likes to take double digits right and this lady cuts off <laughs> the double pram right she's 
<laughs> and uh, a little bit of subtle, subtle innuendo. No, um, people are gonna have to skip the rest of this. Was that, was that, no, 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 you go no, on. No. This, this is real quick. This is real quick. So she's got she's got like a double pram, and then my mum's just walking in a nice straight line, and she's gone to change directions. Right, she's cut my mum off. And then starts abusing her because she was in her way, right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so this lady cuts off my mom, starts abusing her. My mom, being deaf, just walks away, right? My mom just walks away. I'm about three meters behind her seeing all this happen. And I just suddenly, as I walk past her, I'd say, I was like, go fuck yourself. And she's like, excuse me? I was like, you heard me. Fuck off. And she was like, whoa. I walk up to my mom. I was like, that lady, that lady was a bitch, right? That's funny. She was a bitch. I was like, she's a bitch. And my mom's just like, inclusive oh. here. None of our viewers left behind. Anyway, so my, at this point in time, my mom's just like, it's okay. Like, I ignore her. Like, if people say shit, she just walks away and ignores them. And that's the only time I get – that's me being – Upset or aggressive. Otherwise, I'm put a language warning on here. Thanks, Benny. Yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry, I apologize. Two of our fans who are still with us at this point in the podcast. Do you want to either tweet us or message us your best, uh, you know, angry story at the footy? What what triggers you? Yourself or whatever. But that that's definitely one for the uh, the uh, chat lines with our fans out there. I think there'll be some beauties. What triggers you? I think the other thing that triggers me at a footy game is a kid kicking the back of my chair. <laughs> like I'm like, come on, mate. Hey, parents, are you seeing this? Is kids kicking the back of my chair? Please have I'm, a look. I'm the kid too. Damn it! Take a job. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, I don't think there's anything else to go on, guys. So we're all good with the VCs and Cs. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. If you don't, just keep shouting us. I, there was a couple of people I know that thanked me because of. Uh, they had important league matches and we were sort of uh, making some decisions on the fly. So I think Steve, I uh, forget who the other person was, but that was good chatting to them over the weekend. If I don't reply straight away, it's probably because I'm driving my train and I've got to wait until I'm sw- swapping over at Flinders Street sometimes on the weekend. But I'm pretty sure on a Saturday, talk to the boys on Saturday, I've got a big cricket game. So if I'm not responding, that's the reason. But no, we like the uh, interaction and, and the messages. So Keep, uh, yeah. Shout out, shout out to out. everyone that avoided my Mills Gutfield VC. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Laird was 100% my, the right my, way to my, go. My literally, like my last second, because everyone's like, oh, but you had Mills. is like, yeah, I swapped like with a minute before the game. I was like, you know what? Go on, Laird. Yeah, that was a smart play. I don't know why. I think I convinced myself my gut feel was yeah, real. Like, no, I'll go Mills now. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Lost, I think it was about 17 <laughs> points or so. Uh, anyway, that's it from us. That's a nice little... Half relevant, half Chris getting stuff over his chest and half shit show. That's it. I think it was I a decent, it. decent good, pod. Good, good passion. Pod. Good passion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, it was good chatting to you guys again as, as normal, but uh, I'll uh, do, I will try and do my team pod again this week and we'll go from there. I think we'll do mine tomorrow because last week I was going to talk about how great I was and then Thursday came and Hewitt was out, so it kind of ruined how great I was. We'll, we'll talk about how great. Mate, Benny, you're flying. Fly. I was so pumped. I was like, yes, Ben's dropping down to about 200. I'm going to get to up for 300th and then friggin', yeah, yeah, Saturday night, Sunday happened. And- one one minute before the bounce, I, I went and just did it. I was at Manly Markets and I was like, you know what, fuck it, bang. Hit that trade button, Himmelberg in for Hewitt. Yeah, and now well, it looks great because I could have held that easily and lost rank and then been behind 130 points. So that's it from us. Uh, stay tuned. Chris, you are doing a team reveal this week? Yes, I will be. Yep. Uh, still just, I'll, I'll probably will wait till Thursday because it'll rely on um, Grundy come in pretty much. We'll, we'll dictate what I'm going to be doing. Um, but yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be up this week. Nice. Sounds yeah, good. Same with me, teams. 
as always, teams come out and I crap on about the teams quickly. They're relevant ins and outs. Well, I've got zero trades, so I'll just do one tomorrow then because I can't really change my team. So, uh, all right. Now, here's my team for the rest of the year. Yeah, pretty much. And um, yes, that's it for us. We'll talk to you soon and we'll catch you next time. See you guys. Alrighty. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. 